And three, two, one. Hello and welcome on back, folks, to another edition of A Humanistic Perspective. It's an early morning, but we got another amazing episode on the docket for you today. I can't wait to get into this week's episode, and let me share a little information on my guest today. My guest today is a nomadic traveler living in an RV, experiencing the open world, just living freely. He's an artist. He's a creator. He's a photographer. He's a man and a thinker. And I'm so pleased today to be joined with John Noltner. John, thank you for joining me today. Chad, it's great to be with you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and so we were talking a little bit beforehand. So how has life been recently? Catch me up. Give me a little update. So you're living in an RV. How did you even get there? And how's COVID been for you recently? Oh, man, the, that's uh, that's so many interesting questions. Uh, <laughs> life in an RV is great. My wife and I decided to sell our house in the middle of a pandemic where we'd lived for 20 years and raised our family. Um, we figured out uh, we've been on the road now for about a year. Okay. We decided that we could live and quarantine in a pandemic uh, mm. just as well in a trailer as we could in a house. Sure. Um, we were done mowing lawns. We didn't <laughs> we didn't have any need for for that many square feet anymore. And we wanted to change. And did you things. have a lot of kids, too? Uh, we had two kids. We had uh, Jordan is 26 now and Brenna is 23. And so they're sort of off doing their own thing. And we we were just ready for something new. You know, pre-pandemic, um, this project that we're going to be talking about, A Piece of My Mind, had kept me on the road a lot. So in 2019, I think I was Karen and I were apart from one another for 180 days that year. And that's wow. not why we got married. You know, we kind of like each other and we, we wanted to be together. So we had decided that we were going to do this RV thing um, and, and go from programming to programming. As I move exhibits and do workshops across the country, she was going to quit her job. We we're going to live in the RV so we could do that. Well, of course, the pandemic uh, canceled all of that programming. When you do public programming and the public can't gather, you know, it all goes away. Yeah, it kind of makes it difficult. Yeah, so we we had to scratch our heads a little bit and wonder how this was going to work. But eventually, we just decided to use this time uh, instead of uh, going from programming to programming to just travel around and gather new stories to um, find people who were looking for creative solutions to some of our most challenging social issues. And so that's what we've been doing for the last year. We've driven... Ugh, 50,000 miles across the country. So not the most efficient route. Um, but, uh, you know, talking to people who are finding creative ways to bridge divides and build community. That is beautiful. And I want to get into uh, a piece of my mind in just a second. But I want to get back into maybe a little bit of your childhood. And was this spontaneity that came out in this RV trip later? Was that always a part of your life? Give me a little bit of the backstory. Where did you grow up from? And sort of how did, how did we get here? now yeah it's um it's interesting you can't always see those arcs happening when you're in the midst of them but when you look back it makes sense um sure. and i was uh I, I i was an awkward kid growing up as many of us are i was really fascinated with um music i really loved photography um never quite understood where i fit in i, I think i had a lot of friends were your parents creative um <laughs> Um, no, 
Well, in different <laughs> ways, right? Sure, can, right. In, in the traditional arts sense, no. Uh, my mom was an educator and my dad was a social worker. Mm. And so this sense of the common good was always present in their lives, but they lived, you know, a, a, a middle class sort of standard um, conservative, and I don't mean politically conservative, but sure. sort of modest lifestyle. Yeah, traditional American dream. Let's get a house. Let's establish yeah. a family type stuff. Yeah, a little rambler. You work the same job because they're <laughs> paying you a paycheck and um, and uh, nothing fancy. But but when I was young, about nine years old, okay. they start, we started spending our summers traveling. Uh, we had a little pop-up camper and we would go to national parks. My dad hated cities um and so we would just go to national parks and we would hike the trails and we would be outside and we um you know part of that style of trip is because of their modest means uh part of it is because they loved that nature and was there a trip that you can vividly remember from those early excursions starting at nine around that age Oh, every one of them. But I guess the first, the 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 very first trip went up to the Canadian Rockies. Oh, and, what a trip. Oh, it was a, it, and I'd never seen mountains before. Um, grew up in the Midwest my whole life. And so I remember sleeping in the backseat, no, no, no seatbelt, uh, you know, <laughs> just uh, munching on my lucky charms, but sleeping when I could. And um when the mountains were in view, my mom reached back and and poked at me and woke me up and she said, there's your mountains. And I thought they're my mountains. And it was, um, there has been an attachment to the outdoors and our national parks and a love of a ro- of the road ever since. Yeah. Wow. You know, as I was crazy. a, as I was a kid, um, I used to say to my dad, um, boy, I wish that I could just grow up and somebody would pay me to wander and explore and take pictures. And he said, you had no idea you were setting up your career path and no idea what I was, what I was venturing toward. And my dad would say, well, that's not the real world. That's not the way it works. And I would say, but why can't it be? Why couldn't this be possible? And so my, my dad was really pragmatic and practical and task oriented. My mom had, she was a kindergarten teacher's aide, and she had a little bit of whimsy and joy and exploration in her. And I think when you put those two things together, uh, it became me. Yeah, it sounds like you still had all of that innate curiosity to just want to go explore, like from a little bit of your mother's instincts, but still like, I believe a little bit of your dad's practicality brought a curiosity into your exploration that might not have been there with that more whimsical enjoyment of the experience where you're, I feel I could tell you're very observant, but you're also very um, emotionally in, in tune and aware. And that's, that's such a unique uh, a combination to be produced. So did you have any siblings or what was your high school slash middle school like? So it sounds like you were saying, you know, in your head, you were aware that part of you didn't want a traditional career, traditional path. But I guess when you're a child, like what, what are you saying you want to do as a career in middle school, high school? Are you planning to go to college? What was that like for you? Yeah, you know, I think, I think I was not.
humanity uh, that we share. Do you know how refreshing that is to hear someone say? <laughs> Ooh, this new thing came out, this came out, or how can I benefit 
a human in a selfish manner. And then the second thing is, is people, as we developed into a manufactured and a more uh, evolved society, they started worrying less about faith and about love. And many of our countries and many of the foundings and the principles of our civilizations, they have such good moral foundings, but they're missing that 